0: Hey, Barbara. Thank you. Oh, wait, I have to unmute everybody.
1: Oh.
0: Hi, Rainbow. <laughs> hey, Barbara. Hello. Hi. Hi. I mean, it's going to be here in a minute, and Jess is going to be here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So let us begin with a prayer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Rainbow, why don't you pray us in?
2: Okay.
3: Just taking a minute to get my water. All right. So just breathing into this present moment right here, right now. So grateful. So grateful to recognize the one life that is love. That is that one thing happening right here and now. In, as, and through each and every one of us.
2: Hmm.
3: So I recognize this one life. And we come together in this awareness of the truth to allow love to be that guiding force to lead and direct and guide this call together and to be that guiding force in each of our lives always. So we show up fully present and receptive with open hearts and open minds. And I just know that This time together is blessed, and I call it good. I let it be so, and so it is.
1: And so it is.
0: And so it is. Yeah. Well, first I would like to mention that um, uh, the spiritual counseling page is now on the Finding Freedom. It's been there for a while. It's also on the Masterful Living Group pages. Excellent. So... Yeah, so uh so far Rainbow and Amina are the only ones who have given me the materials to put their information on the website. Mm-hmm. So um you know, I just if you, I encourage you to go and look at that and then you can see what they did and uh hopefully it will inspire you to if you if you desire that to mm-hmm. put your information on the website too.
1: Uh, I'm halfway finished.
4: <laughs> With writing your bio? Uh-huh. Cool. Very good. Well, and uh, less is more. All right. Yeah.
2: So,
0: yeah. Are you getting much clay from that, Rainbow? Um, I haven't yet.
3: Huh. You know i'm, I'm okay. working with people but i haven't I haven't had anyone reach out to me um specifically from that yet <coughs> hmm. okay
0: well i'll send i'm gonna send everybody in mass the living uh an email to uh point it out to them great
4: mhm yeah so questions.
1: You know, I I do have a question. Um, I have one client, and you know, I uh, I'm not quite sure what to what to do about her or with her. She she has too many people helping her. I found hmm. out last week. She's got all these. She's got her her SRF priests. She's got a Crohn's group she she's got um oh she's got a shaman
4: Mhm you know
1: and it, it, she keeps calling but I'm not quite sure you know if 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 um I mean she's got too many things to me it's too many things what is she going to do you know which one is she going to uh listen to. Oh, that's such a good
4: question. Very good. So how do you know she's
0: got too many?
1: Well, uh it just feels I guess that way to me and uh I don't think she's really now she sends me the eval, uh you know, she 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 does mm-hmm. do that. But I'm not sure, Uh, I guess because she talks about, well, my minister said so-and-so, or the uh, shaman said, you know, this or that, Um, you know. And the Crohn's group, although she didn't really want to do the Crohn's group, her minister told her because it was her friend, she should do it. You know, she should she and she really didn't want and one of her issues is not paying attention to what she wants and um mm-hmm. you know, paying attention to what everybody else wants for her. So but that's what she's doing.
4: Mhm. So it feels to me like
1: this bothers you. Well, you know, bothers me only to the extent that uh I want her to I want her to uh get what she needs.
4: And what is it she needs? I don't know what she needs,
1: really. Uh, you know um, I I'm not sure what she needs exactly. Um but uh, mm-hmm. She talks a lot about, you know, being controlled by other people. Uh mm-hmm. her friends and, you know, she's the one who she I may have I think I may have mentioned this before at some point, uh, where she uh loaned somebody all this two people a lot of money.
4: Mhm.
1: You know? And she really would like her money back. And those people are not anywhere near thinking about giving her that money back. Mhm. So she's lately she's uh been working on
2: um
1: sort of speaking up for herself a little bit more.
2: Mhm.
4: Mhm. So maybe you know, I just I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think that this is a common occurrence. Have you ever had a client in this kind of a
4: mode, Rainbow? Meaning
3: like working with a lot of different people? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm aware, but it hasn't come up to where it seems to be a concern. You know, like who mm-hmm. might reference their... Energy work or their yoga class or this or that, you know, that they're doing or this book that they're reading. But, um, it hasn't, hasn't been like a concern or it hasn't been like in conflict or anything of what I feel like what we're doing in the session. So it it hasn't Mm -hmm. been an issue, so to speak. What I, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I get it. Yeah, I've had that too. What I'm hearing. Uh, or feeling Barbara is that mm-hmm. the advice she's getting from her minister is in conflict with what you are suggesting. Well, I guess that
1: one thing. Yeah, I I guess that Yeah, I, I, I guess that's what I said, huh? Pretty much. Mhm. Uh-huh. That he's uh you know, and I and i I mean, I didn't tell her to do or not to do, but I just wondered right. if the yep. reason that he gave her for doing um, to me seemed to be uh important,
2: uh-huh,
1: because that's her friend, and she really didn't want to do it right. She said she had enough groups,
0: yep, so one of the things that happens sometimes is people are conflicted in this way and they're coming for support and advice but sometimes people are not yet at a point where they have real discernment Mm -hmm. so that's why they're leaning into other people's opinions and whatnot because they don't trust their own discernment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and of course one of their big issues is that they don't trust their own discernment so they're going to get help With trusting their discernment from people whose discernment she trusts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or they trust. This is a very common thing, and uh, and it's common that people who uh, that people from time to time will be taking conflicting advice from different people. Okay. And bouncing back and forth. And then they feel confused. They feel like they don't know what to do because the people that they trust are giving them different pieces of advice. Mm -hmm. For me, I've always felt that my responsibility in those situations is not to focus on any suggestions that I have or even my perceptions but to to focus entirely on helping that person to their own discernment,
4: okay, oh okay, oh mhm,,
0: hmm. yeah, and the yeah, and the way I do that is through asking them questions uh, and sometimes the questions are a little bit loaded, but try- try not to load them up, you know, like saying. And you know, like here's an, ex- an example of a loaded question. Like, and do you think that this minister is not listening to anything that you've said to him? <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, because they're huh. they're developing discernment. So it's about assisting them in further developing it.
4: So and what question?
0: uh uh-huh. that we perceive to be their good discerner
4: so what what are some questions you
1: would ask her well, oh
0: i'm her sorry my...
1: her own development
0: oh, say that again
1: what questions would you ask
4: what kind of questions in helping her develop her own uh discernment so um Headset here, hang on a second. Okay. Um, so, first
0: of all, it's releasing any thought that he's doing something wrong or bad. You know, I always do my own work first.
4: mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: you know and and clear that field so I can be more perceptive okay. okay and and I think yeah and I think it's about being really available to the questions that present themselves in that moment so we can definitely brainstorm about questions but it's also about really being present to the moment mm-hmm. and listening to guidance
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay
0: yeah so um what are some questions that if you were to put yourself back in that situation of the last time you did a session with her, and, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe, Rainbow, why don't you play the client who uh, doesn't want to be a part of this clones group, but her minister has said that she should do it, and now she's telling Barbara about it. What well, You mm-hmm. you be the client, Barbara. You, you ask the question.
1: Mm-hmm. So um okay. So your, your minister feels that you should um attend the Cones group because um she's your friend.
4: Mhm. So what about mm-hmm. that?
0: Yeah, well I guess, you know, it it just makes me feel
3: it just makes it a little bit more complicated because now it's like I don't know if I even really want to do it, but yet, you know, this is my friend and someone I trust tell me to do this, so then I guess I kinda of feel like I should. Mhm. So I don't know. I mean, is that is that mm-hmm. bad or
4: how does
1: that feel?
3: Hmm. Yeah, I guess it doesn't. It definitely doesn't feel good because I feel unclear and conflicted. Because it's like I feel almost like I'm. I have to do something. I'm supposed to do something instead of really being able to do what I what I want or desire. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm
4: So you're
1: feeling that, you're feeling conflicted because you're not being able to do what you
5: want?
3: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, so I guess what I'm realizing now is maybe this is kind of like one of those opportunities like we've been talking about to kind of stand up for myself more, um, I, but I just, I feel nervous about that. Like, I don't know if I can because it's, you know, my my minister, but if I... Yeah, if I really look at how I'm feeling, I don't want to do this group. And Mm -hmm. so, and I want to be in a place where I'm not making decisions based on
0: Mm -hmm. things I
3: feel like are obligations or I should do. And um, it'd be really nice Mm -hmm. to feel like I could make a a decision about this just from myself. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I definitely have more clarity on it. it. It isn't something that I want to do. Um, and maybe I just want a little bit more guidance on being able to say that to my minister.
1: Have Have you ever um, gone against your minister's uh, wishes or direction?
3: Um, yeah, but they don't really know about it or like, you know, like, kind of, like, I'd be like, okay, yeah, but then I don't really do it or whatever. I don't know. So, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard to confront that because of that idea of, I don't know, authority or whatever um, that's mm-hmm. kind of ingrained in me that, that makes it a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. 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 So I haven't been honest about not, yeah, so I haven't really been, like, confronting anything. Okay. No to Mm -hmm. what they say. I just kind of accepted in the past. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So. um, hmm.
0: So this is good. This Uh, is good. Let me (laughs) point out that Uh um, Barbara, Uh your first question uh, was asking what did she. What did she think about it, what the minister said? Mm. And Rainbow answered with how she felt about it.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. okay.
0: And, and okay. asking how people uh-huh. feel is often more productive than asking them what they think.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: A hu- huge portion of the time when you ask people how do they feel about something, they'll tell you what they think.
4: Yeah. They won't mm-hmm. tell you
0: how they feel.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And so okay, yeah. sometimes I find in a counseling session I have to ask repeatedly and very gently. And mm-hmm. so how, how do you how do you feel about that? To try yeah. and <laughs> get be, be beyond their thoughts about it.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: mm-hmm. I tend to go right for the thoughts rather. I mean, right for the feelings, not then for the thoughts.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Gotcha.
2: Mm-hmm. But Rainbow
0: mm-hmm. helped you out by responding with her feeling.
2: Her feeling. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, another thing is is you can you can ask more questions around getting her feelings. Uh and you did. So the next question you asked was, So well, how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. And um, another thing another way to ask questions around it is um have you ever been in this situation before? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sometimes you can help them out with their feelings. You could say, do you feel like you're feeling conflicted?
4: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Or it sounds okay. like
0: you're feeling conflicted. You can say, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, it sounds like you're feeling sad. Or it feels to me like there's some anger here. Or so you can lead them a little bit to help them out if they're not able to articulate their feelings.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. And one way also to help people get to their feelings is to ask questions like, um, so going to the Crohn's group, what would be the benefits to you?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because nobody does anything unless they believe there's some benefit to it. Mhm. Uh-huh. Mhm. Uh-huh. And so you can say, what's the benefit to you? What might she say,
4: Barbara? Did I really you? Uh-
0: well, I, I yeah, I didn't hear what you. I asked if you. Ask oh, I didn't hear.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't hear you.
0: Yeah, if you asked her, what's the benefit of attending the Crohn's group? What might she say?
1: She might say something like,
4: uh, "I'll be with my friend. My friend won't think I'll, I don't want to be with her." Um, I think she'd say something like that, mm-hmm. that uh, and she might say something like maybe I can help the other people in the group Mhm. And she needs more people well how you can ask
0: her questions like "How long of a commitment are you making to attending the group?
1: Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Are you just gonna go one
4: time? Are you gonna go for a month are you gonna go
0: for as long as it's being offered? You know what but you don't have to ask- offer those uh, options You could just say so mm-hmm. are you making a commitment to joining this group or just attending Mhm you can you can make. What are some other questions, Rainbow? Do you have any ideas of sure. other questions you might ask hmm. um i I feel like hmm. I
3: might kind of ask about similar to what you said about um you know if she's had that experience that kind of as a pattern before of um Doing mm-hmm. things out of obligation, um, or um, well, I asked the her that about her
1: minister. Went. Yeah, uh, yeah. I asked her that about her minister. Did she is this? I can't remember what I asked her. But if she does, she obey him
4: faithfully. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what I said. Anyway, go on, Rainbow.
3: Um. Yeah, maybe asking. Yeah, just trying to see if um, where if that's kind of a pattern in relationships in general, mm-hmm. or just specifically with her her minister. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. That's that's mm-hmm. what I got.
1: <laughs> yeah, and 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 I think it is where she, you know, just like with the money, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it feels like she needs. The approval of all these people
4: mm-hmm.
1: I mean to the point that she gives somebody she gave somebody twenty thousand dollars, you know that she needs
4: and and you know and she did it more than once,
0: right, mhm. So I think one of the big things here, Barbara, Mm -hmm. is that this, my sense is that this bothers
4: you. Um, Well, should I not be concerned about her issues? Well, caring about people is always valuable. Mhm.
0: But if you think she's making mistakes,
4: you might be well, in judgment. I, oh, okay. Okay. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Cuz she's learning. She's learning okay, and yes, okay.
0: it cost her uh-huh. some money. Cost her mm-hmm.
2: some money. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: And um, you know, and and that can seem like there's a sense of loss there, but we've all made choices with our money that we we learned great yeah. lessons from. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: and we've all given money to people who didn't use it wisely, or said they would pay us back and they didn't.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, we have.
4: I know I have. Yes, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> you. <Yep, yep>. So <laughs> okay, okay.
0: Judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so uh, mm-hmm. being able to um, mm. help her learn from <laughs> her experience
4: yeah.
0: is, is more. Important than you know making her choices wrong or bad.
4: Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Mhm.
0: Helping her to discover what she really feels and what her real motivations are.
4: Mhm. Okay. Yeah. Hmm.
0: You know, is she moving from inspired action or ego satisfaction? Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. important
1: for me to move from a place of her wholeness.
0: Yeah, always. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm, hmm
0: and, you know, it's challenging with a friend and a loved one, and the clients definitely become friends and loved ones. We want to protect them.
4: Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to add anything?
3: Um, I would just, yeah, I'll just kind of second that, that um,
4: mm-hmm.
3: it's been my work of like, I guess I would use the for almost like staying neutral, so to speak, to um,
4: mm-hmm.
3: what people share, you know, and especially clients that, you know, that I may be closer with or, um, you know, know personally as well, um, or not, but yeah, but just... Um, staying in that place of not really getting into the the story or like kind of attaching in any way like really connecting to, in some kind of emotional way to what they are sharing with their experience you know and just kind of
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know um you know it not not being removed from it like meaning not I mean mm-hmm. still coming from a place of compassion but just not like it, I don't feel that that like, oh, when someone says that, I'm not like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. I practice that yeah. with, um, like, the news and different things, like, it, generally, I avoid all of that, and sometimes mm-hmm. um, that's not an option, like, when I was in Georgia recently and staying with my aunt, like, she just has the TV on constantly, and there's, there was a couple times I, you know, asked if we could turn it off, just because it's we wanted to have a conversation or something, but anyway, but that's, that's just another one of those places where I kind of practice like when these seemingly horrible things are on the news or in my face in one way or another or here over here in a story or something to
0: um,
3: not get pulled into that place of, Oh, that's so horrible and that, you know, and like emotionally going there myself. Um, Mm -hmm. And then that, all of that is work and practice to be able to doing that with clients as well to, yeah, not get in that place of judgment or thinking that there is something wrong or bad um, and just remaining open to that space of um, listening to inspiration or, you know,
2: guidance. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad I brought that up, that, uh, you know, to be reminded of that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, we all learn through our experiences and 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 you know there's you know this as a mom, you know, and and it definitely comes up as a spiritual practitioner that we want sometimes to save our clients uh pain and suffering.
4: Mhm,
0: by leading them to what we think is best for them, yeah,
4: mm-hmm. but we
0: don't know, yeah, yeah, we yeah. just don't know, yes, yeah. there may be there may be something going on with her friend that's leading the Crohn's group or somebody else in the Crohn's group that mm-hmm. is beneficial for her to participate in. We don't know.
4: Oh, uh-huh
0: uh-huh oh okay huh yeah
4: exactly i have not really looked you know i have not really looked at all angles yeah so
0: that's that's where our work is is to consistently mm-hmm. be cleaning our mind of all judgments and opinions and they they will always be coming up in sessions and that's why we're drawn to the work is to purify our mind. Mm-hmm. When the teacher is ready, the student appears. When the
4: teacher is ready to learn. Mm-hmm.
0: It's I that's why I'm so committed to sharing and teaching is cuz it's part it's my commitment to learn. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And I believe the same is true of everyone in this group. Mhm. Yeah, that's a great example and a great question. Do you feel that you're do you feel more empowered to be more effective with her?
4: Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. Great. Anybody else want to say hi
0: or bring anything
5: up? I'll just say hi. It's Jesse. I just hopped on the call a few minutes ago. uh, Say hello.
2: Hi, Hi, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. And this is Amina. I'm here, too. Great. Hello. (laughs) Came in late and then got kicked off and came back.
5: Um, I'd like to share an observation which has been uh, kind of funny to me because it's uh um there's just an interesting interesting observation that there's absolutely no new ego stories. <laughs> that everybody is uh I mean in some form or another it's like it feels like it's just all recycled material in the collective that, you know, coming through different different vessels through different experiences at different times but it all goes back to the same thing and uh it's just interesting to sort of observe that Mm -hmm. that is you know as uh intricate as some of the details may be in some of the stories that you know at the end of the day generally just goes back to a sense of unworthiness (laughs) and Mm -hmm. uh and, and separation you know and um It's interesting to observe that, that, uh, I mean, it's made me obviously in the, in the spirit of learning more about myself and the specifics of the details that seem to be prevalent in a lot of my sessions that I've been uh, experiencing that, uh, I mean, obviously it offers a lot of good opportunity for uh, inquiry and, um, purification and releasing and healing on my part, uh, I'm so grateful for this work because of that, and I completely just want to give a a woot, woot to that teaching what I'm interested in learning. Absolutely, this is last last year especially has been so rich with that and with opportunities. So grateful, and uh, yeah, but I mean, I really like it's, it's uh, every time somebody uh, like a new client uh, comes in. Um, and they sit down and it doesn't matter what their age is, what their circumstances, what their sexual preference is what their uh what their financial state is it uh it all circles back around to that to this idea and the sense that life should be different. I thought it was gonna be different, it should be different, and uh realizing that like oh god, like it really is quite simple like that like like that's like first year masterful living stuff (laughs) you know that yeah like misery comes from thinking that it should be different and um, and then I guess uh, if I was going to tag on to the conversation that we just had with Barbara that Barbara was just saying uh, once I really started to believe that our greatest good is always unfolding I call it the best case scenario. The best case scenario is always unfolding for us, the greatest good or greatest learning. Then I feel like that's easier to practice non judgment of uh, the situation and circumstance because you don't, have, I mean, you know, it's beside me to know the, the details as to how it's the best for whoever or why it's the greatest good, I trust that it is. And it helps me a lot to stay out of judgment because. I mean, I'm, sometimes it's interesting people's choices, interesting approach to to that life game. But uh, I do wow. fully stand in the in the knowing that you know, for whatever reason, it's it's perfect for them per, for their learning for their for the evolution of their awareness. So the um, insect gathering.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we have
0: complex and sometimes incomprehensible scripts, life patterns and challenges and occurrences.
4: How
2: are you doing, Amina? I'm doing great. Um, I things are really. <laughs> there's a lot going on in this uh, earth school, but it's it's really good, um, generally, and I feel like things are moving in a positive direction. I am having to watch my myself with the kind of the work stuff and. Jesse did the work on me the other day around the work and it was really <laughs> around work and boy mm-hmm. He worked me over. <laughs> but, you know, I'm really noticing a lot of stuff that's really valuable and helpful and, um, learning a lot for sure. Um, and just trying to trust more and recognize that, yeah, that only the best thing can be happening. That's the only thing that's possible. And just try to live on that that faith. Um, and then just on the home front, wants um, moving out this weekend. So mm. <laughs> how how are you doing with that? Um, I'm I'm definitely happy that it's happening, but I I feel some sadness and some uncertainty just kind of also not knowing how to feel like I just Mm. conflicted but I definitely feel sad I was telling Jesse crying in the grocery store on the weekend because I was like this is the last time I'm going grocery shopping for him you know it's just it's a long time to um, to be with someone so yeah, trying to honor that but recognizing that it it's time to to move on. Oh. Yeah,
0: it's interesting how the ego loves that thought of this is the last time I'll ever
2: <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, the ego loves that and <laughs> it's funny to watch all of the things that the ego is doing, you know, around that and Around the work things and you know doing the Course in Miracles workbook, and so of course I'm not doing enough practice periods and whatever. So everything is just really up for uh, for healing. But I feel like a lot of healing is happening. A lot of healing is happening. Mm. Major major attachments being dropped. Major um awarenesses and just really feeling like um, like I'm consciously getting my arms around what I would like to have happen this year and it it's working.
0: Wonderful.
4: Yeah. Somebody's got some background noise It could self mute. All right.
0: Any any more questions or uh
5: I have a I have a question. Yeah. What is the difference, if any? Between spiritual counseling and pastoral care, yeah that's a good question.
0: so pastoral care is the uh, care that the ministry or the minister or the traditionally the ecclesiastical body offers to the congregants so uh at Uh, Agape, I served in their pastoral care ministry and it included... Did you ever serve in
4: that ministry at all, Barbara?
1: Maybe she's muted. No, Um, I was was muted. No, I didn't.
0: Okay. So the pastoral care ministry offers things like hospital visits and in-home visits for people who are ill, infirm. Uh pastoral care can sometimes be um, oh it's things that comfort the congregants in times of duress mostly. Okay. And there's pastoral counseling, which it would be the counseling of the, the minister or the pastor or the priest, and, um, you know, and it can also, of course, be the practitioners do pastoral care uh, also. It can be sometimes uh, bringing food to people, things like that. It can sometimes be they need a ride to the hospital or they need a ride to a doctor. Um, So it's those things of really comforting during times of duress.
4: Okay, that's totally make that's definitely clear distinction. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Have you done any pastoral care work, Rainbow?
3: Not really. There is, um, you know, it's always a conversation here with do we have a pastoral care, care ministry? Is that the practitioner body? And so how it's mostly worked here is there's been like one or two practitioners that generally have more interest in that and they say, you know, I'll be the point of contact and then they'll put out different needs on the serve to all of us practitioners. You know, there was one recently like somebody needed blankets because they're Heat went out when it was cold and, you know, something like that. Or often, yeah, the hospital visits or somebody's in the hospital or, you know, so and so's parent died and, you know, would, would like to receive calls or, you know, so, um, I haven't been the person like fielding those questions or concerns, you know, but, um, as a practitioner, I receive them and, and sometimes, you know, follow up on, right. on the request. Yeah.
0: What kinds of things do you see in those requests? Um, yeah, mostly for if someone's, like,
3: in the hospital or wanting, like, or in, in just general prayer requests, too. And so, you know, either be it will say so-and-so's in the hospital and they would like to receive um, a prayer call every day. And so we might create a schedule so one of, uh, you know, we know that somebody's calling that person every day or... <laughs> that they would, uh, you know, they're in the hospital and they would like to receive visitors um, or, you know, so it's usually somebody reaches out and kind of finds out their specific needs. But definitely more around, yeah, if somebody's sick or ill or in the hospital or if someone died or, um, or kind of what's coming to mind or, you know, if somebody's um, family member died and, is, and they're seeking, you know, their grieving and that kind of stuff and want some support.
4: Yeah. Maybe even like
3: someone had a baby, you know, um, and going to see them and bring them food, you know, in that first month or so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I always think it's valuable for a spiritual community to have pastoral care. Mm Mm-hmm because mm-hmm. it's the nitty gritty where people need that or not that they need it but that people really benefit from knowing mm-hmm. that they're loved and cared for that they have a community right and a lot of times in spiritual community versus church um, a lot of times in spiritual community it, there can be a really just it's such a focus on good times or just the message. Right. Yeah. But people go through difficult times, and pastoral care is really critical.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: I have another follow-up question to that. Um, so I'm just going to share something that uh, because this is this group, I feel uh, – I guess more I'd like your perspective Gina, sort of than anything else uh because it's something that I'm sure we can all come uh, 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 uh go through um I was in a uh support group sort of thing in uh in the men's group, and one of the gentlemen was sharing how he was going through some what felt like devastating financial troubles. And he was looking at eviction he was looking at eviction and um he was so resentful of the uh person he was staying with because they were the one evicting him because he couldn't he was behind rent for like three months. That uh he was so rageful and so upset that uh he started hitting their dog when they weren't home. Mm-hmm. Um, to lash out. And you know, I mean, we said we set up the group as such to where we practice non-judgment. That everything's very confidential here. We're only here to support you and love you, uh, and we're also not here to counsel you in that in that specific thing. We're only here to, you know, listen and offer suggestions if they were, if we thought they were valuable and you were open to receive the suggestions. And so. Both Chris and I were in the group, and on the ride home, he's like, what do we do with that? And I was like, I really am not sure what we do with that because, uh, I mean, I've never confronted it before. I was like, what I do know is that he's going to be leaving in two weeks. And so I know that the, that situation, at least that specific situation, will be resolved. But what do you do with that when you have information
4: like that?
0: Yeah. So, uh, if if it's a matter of child abuse or elder abuse, Mm -hmm. you have to report that right Mm -hmm. away.
5: Right, that I understand.
0: Yeah. Um, There are no. I'm not aware of any
4: strictures about protecting animals
0: in the same way. However, to me. The admission of that is a cry for love. Of course the behaviors have cry for love too. So to me the 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 response is love is to reach out and say, you know, would you would you like to talk about this? Would you like to get together and would you like some support?
4: I did that.
5: Uh I did that. And um he pretty much just replied with uh, he's like well I need a couch commitment so if I could stay on your couch for a couple weeks that'd be great. Hmm. But uh, that wasn't an option uh, because I have dogs <laughs> and uh, I also have a mother-in-law, uh, my, a mother in my, in my house too. Um, and so I put kind of the line out but that was the last I heard when he stopped returning my calls and I felt as though it was because he felt ashamed because of that admission that he decided to sort of back away. And I haven't heard from him since. I've reached out a few times, but so I haven't heard back from him. So, uh, but, um, yeah, the shame game.
0: So, how do you feel about the fact that he hasn't come back or reached back?
4: Um.
5: I thought about it uh, a few times. Um, I think th- obviously I'm, I'm talking about it now because it's on my mind. Um,
4: <sighs> you know,
5: there's a part of me that it trusts that he's going through whatever he, you know, that this, the, you know, that kind of the, the non judgment sort of aspect of it. You know, if I'm being really honest, part of me is sort of was relieved. That uh, because it felt like a big thing, and yet the other part of me felt disappointed that I um couldn't offer more that he you know what I mean like it brought up a lot of things in me um because I had to really look at my own sense of like you know like I had to get really clear with myself, like am I judging him, where am I judging him? if I'm judging him, he'll feel it with one mind, and so I had to like get clear I got to be clear that that was, you know, a cry for, you know, like you said, like it was sort of a cry for help in a sense, you know, that he's in pain. Can I, uh, you know, I had to get really, uh, really look at like judgment thoughts so I could let them go so I could be in a space of deeper compassion and not judgment and blame. Um, And, you know, I, I did my very best. I did my best, and I'll continue to, you know, reach out to him when it feels appropriate. On, you know, check in with him, send him a text message or an email, leave a voice message, and um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that I mean. It really felt it really came up. I mean, you know, because I really thought, like, for a moment, of like, oh my god, like, well, what would I, what would I do if I found out someone was, you know, punching Sammy in the face? when I'm not there because he's, you know, uh, and can I set those judgments aside? Uh, and it's challenging, you know, it's really
4: challenging. Well, what would the judgments be? Well,
5: that he shouldn't be hurting something that can't defend itself, you know. Well, if-
0: yeah, I mean that. I would say that's that's not a, a judgment. That's really. I, I understand the should word is
4: there, but it's it's
0: not responsible, loving, kind, compassionate, caring to hurt another being intentionally. Mm-hmm. So we 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 also we we it's about supporting people and not creating negative
4: karma right but
5: there's only like well what's the where's the limit you know like when is your job complete like or you know are you ever like i'm i'm i will continue to be You know, like, the doors of the community is open to him. I let him know if there's something happening that I think he might be interested in. I check in with him, you know, and uh, because, I mean, I have enough perspective to understand that someone doesn't do something like that unless they're in pain, and I understand that he was in pain, but there's only so much, like, like that you can do if they're not willing to receive as well, you know?
0: Yes, absolutely. So that's, so we continue to pray. We continue to know the truth and hold the truth for them. And that's a lot.
4: Yeah. It's a lot. It's so much. And we also, we never give up on anyone. And we don't say in our mind, uh, yeah, they're not part of this group anymore. Right. They're on the outside.
5: It really does... uh... I mean, so I, well, what I hear saying that is, I feel like I'm doing my job then. Because those yeah. are things that I, that I absolutely do. Uh, yeah. And, um, and it's also, you know, I mean, it's really good, masterful work of letting go of judgment, you know, because it's easy to just call and think that he's a bad person for doing that. And yeah. so having to really resist the, you know, uh, a reactive response to that, you know what I mean?
0: I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's that opportunity to see there aren't bad people, there are good people who forget who they are and do
4: destructive things. I've been there. Indeed, I have to.
0: (laughs) I have to. And I'm grateful for all the people that prayed to help me move out of that space.
4: Indeed. Wow.
0: Jesse, why don't you pray us out and include this... Beautiful being in our prayers and the dog as well.
4: With pleasure.
5: Huh. Who's all on the call today? Is it Jennifer and Anina and Barbara and um Rainbow? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I uh in my mind's eye I'm seeing us all holding hands, creating a sacred circle. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to connect with my sisters on the path, to be the two or more who are coming together with the shared intention of experiencing and expressing a greater awareness of love in, as, and through our lives, how good it is to just lean into our inherent truth, to just rest in that beautiful light. Mm, So good. And we place now on the altar in our minds, so that we can alter our perspective, uh, our perception of it. Any thoughts of lack, limitation, any blame, shame, regret, resentment, any relationships that feel special, anything that feels heavy or overwhelming or bigger than us, we place it on the altar now. So grateful to feel into the freedom that comes with. Offering up that which no longer serves us and standing in the truth of who we are, extensions of perfect love, children of God, beams of light. I'm knowing this for myself. I'm knowing this for Barbara and Amina and Rainbow and Jennifer. I'm knowing this for our friend. I'm knowing this for our four-legged companion as well that we referenced earlier today knowing that there is only one God, and so when I speak the truth, I speak the truth for every living being, knowing that pure potential is where we are right here, right now, that every resource we could possibly ever need to support the expansion of our consciousness, the next step in our evolutionary process is right here, right now, we're so grateful to know that every quality of God is within us, pre-installed as we allow that to come to the surface now, shining brightly, sharing this love, this light with everyone because we are one with them. So it's an open mind and open heart and total congruency. We go forward with the rest of our day, lifting up everyone in our path, knowing the truth of every single person, knowing that God is all there is, love is all there is, and acting like it. So grateful, so thankful. We let it be in grace and gratitude, and so it is Amen.
0: Oh, Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank oh, you, Jesse.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: Thank you, everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you too.
5: Be well till next love time. Love you
1: all.
0: Okay.
5: <laughs> yes. okay. Hey, Jennifer. Do you have thirty yeah. seconds? Do you
0: have thirty seconds? Yep. Give me. Uh, give me a minute to. Uh, I just want to stop the recording. Sure. Just give me a minute. Or actually, why don't I just call you right back? Cool. Bye. Okay. Bye.
5: The
2: moderator has left the conference.